Okay, welcome back to, to the Nightly Halakha series. Um, as always, the Nightly Halakha series is brought to you in conjunction with the Weiss Entertainment Network, 613 on your dial. Uh, we, were, we were discussing um, Inyane, <clears throat> Inyane Yom Kippur. Um, so, so last night we talked about the mitzvah, we spoke about Erev Yom Kippur, about eating, uh, about, about uh, the mitzvah to eat, and, and some of the different things that relate to that. Uh, one thing that we should mention is uh, the mitzvah of vidui. So, so we know that, that an essential part of doing tshuva, an essential part of repenting, is that we have to confess our sins. So, so really, really, according to mitzvah halacha, to really do tshuva, you have to repent and say and say list. You have to come with a, a list of all your sins. Now we all know that we don't remember what we did three hours ago. So certainly, certainly we can't remember what we did six months ago and eight months ago, and certainly that's not a reality. So therefore, we have a tefillah called alchei. Alchei is a list of every possible avera uh, that that you could commit. Um, uh, you know, covering from monetary infractions to lashon hara to being disrespectful to uh, not eating proper things uh, to uh, any any avera in the Torah that that in the time of the base of Migdash you would have had to have brought a korban like for example you violate Shabbos unintentionally so you had to bring a show a korban we, we cover it all it's all covered uh, now what's also interesting is that you know a lot of times you, you read through the list and you know art art scroll has a full treatment of the alchets in the back of the Yom Kippur Machsa as a whole explains every alchet in detail so a lot of times you look at it and you say come on I didn't do any of these things. Uh, so that's okay. But we say, So we say, we recite, the, the expression that we use is that we have sinned, we have sinned. So even if I'm not, even if I'm not confessing my own, but I'm, I'm confessing the fact that other people have sinned, and that, and that now we want to confess our sins to you, and we want to come close to you, and that's a, not just a individual effort on Yom Kippur, but that's a universal, Am Yisrael wants to come close to a Kodesh Baruch Hu, um, and, and if we do that properly, and that's why we wear, that's why we wear our Shabbos clothes on Yom Kippur, because we wear white, because we're confident that, that if we do this the right way, a Kodesh Baruch Hu is going to forgive us. Now, now we say Vidoy many times on Yom Kippur, and it starts on Erev Yom Kippur. The Minog is, which uh, is actually an interesting Minog, the Minog is that, first of all, the Minog is that we only, the Minog is that we only say Vidoy at, uh, at Mincha, but we don't say it in Chazor HaShas. So when you dive in Mincha, on Arab Yom Kippur, we'll have Mincha at 2 o'clock, um, you, uh, we say al but the Chazen, when he repeats Shmon Esrei, does not say it. It's only, it's only, it's only, a, it's only a, it's only a, a, a private, it's only a private thing. Um, on Yom Kippur, we do it about 10 times, twice at each Tevila. We say it in the silence Shmon Esrei, and then we say it, even in Ma River, we don't repeat Shmonas, right? We, we say al at the end of Dhamma. And then we do it twice in Chakras, twice in, twice by Mincha, and tw uh, so, twice by Musa, twice by Mincha. Now, in the Ewa, it's a little different. We only say Ashamnu, but we do say that twice as, as well. Okay, so that's, that's a very important aspect of, of Yom Kippur. There is a minute that we wear a Kittel um, on, on Yom Kippur. Uh, Kittel has uh, many different references. Some of it might be to purity, because it's white, or some say it's it's maskir yom amisa. 
It reminds us of a, so it's a little bit of a depressing idea that we we if we think about the day that we that, that a person might die. So so we that, that that humbles us and that gets us to do uh, do tshuva. Uh, there are different minhagim when it comes to avelim. Uh, some Avelim don't wear a kittel on, on Yom Kippur. It's in the year of Avelis. Uh, some do. Uh, if you ask me what you should do, I think you should wear it. But because I don't understand why there should be such a minog. Um, there's also a stranger minog that a chassan, the first year of marriage, doesn't wear a kittel on Yom Kippur. I have no idea why that is so. I don't think that's really such a great minog. So um, anyway, so he brings down in the safer. If you're not sure what your minog is in these two areas, you should wear the kittel. On Yom Kippur, so so the minute is to wear a kittel on on Yom Kippur if you if you live in the uh, Ashkenaz uh, world. Um, uh, we mentioned yesterday also the minute of, of blessing our children and, and doing all of those things. Now um, on Yom Kippur there are there are basically five things that you're not allowed to do. So they are eating and drinking is one category. So so the measurement of what's for eating is called a kasovis kasa. It's like a, a size of a large date um, that, that if you eat at least, so the Torah, te- so it's an interesting idea. The Torah tells us that you're not allowed to eat on Yom Kippur. So now, now, and if you eat, Yechai was called Kares. Kares is a heavenly punishment, which either means you die without children or you die before your lifespan. You, you, you get a shortened lifespan, whatever it is. Now, in order to get Kares, you have to eat a certain amount. So if I take a little taste, I don't get Kares. You're not allowed to do that, but I don't get curry. So therefore, because that's true, uh, we pass in Torah that a half measurement is still forbidden, but it just doesn't reach the level of, of the consequence that the Torah gives for the act. However, based on that idea, therefore, if someone has a medical condition and has to eat on Yom Kippur, so we, we tell them that they should eat at small measures, for, and then they should wait what's called Kedei Achilles Pras. They should wait about 10 minutes in between. They take a little bite and then they, or a little drink, and then they wait 10 minutes in between, uh, in between each of those bites or drinks, um, and, and, uh, and therefore, they, so they avoid the issue of kares, and, and, they're, and they're able to eat uh, to maintain their health, whatever reason that one is permitted to eat. Again, every, every, every person has to ask their, the, the, their rabbi what they're allowed to do and what they're not allowed to do. But certainly that, that because we have a measurement for kares, eating less than that doesn't get the punishment. And therefore, a person who is permitted to eat, we make sure they eat less than the requisite amount um, every uh, every every ten minutes, and the yeah, these shadows all the time. People are on medications. People are uh, are are you know they're uh, diabetic and different kind of things. And yes, there are there are uh, heterim to eat. Um, now, Rabbi, um, where's the ten minute? Uh, ten minute ratio? is because ten minute is something called because in order for something to be considered eating, you, you have to eat in what's called kedei achilas pras. Kedei Achilles Pras is the time that normal people consume food. Um, that, that's true in many other areas in halacha. For example, uh, for, for example, by matzah, um, a, person, a person has to eat matzah in, what, in what's called Bechtei Achilles Pras. You have to eat matzah. Now, what is that measurement? It's about two to eight minutes. It's machok exactly how long it is. So when you eat matzah at the Seder, you have to eat what's like a half a matzah or a quarter of a matzah within two to six or seven minutes. So now once you're out of that time, that's not considered real eating. 
So therefore, once you hit that 10-minute mark, that's why I tell people who have a hetra to eat on Yom Kippur to wait to wait 10 minutes, because then you're out of that uh, what's called Kedei Achilles Pras. And then, mm. and then therefore, it's not really considered um, um, eating. Now, um, we should educate our children to fast on Yom Kippur. Um, at least, um, when they get close to the bar bas mitzvah, they should try to fast the whole day. They don't make it; it's okay if they're, if they're not bar mitzvah. But once they're bar mitzvah, then they have to, uh, and they really, they really have to do it. Um, okay, so that's that's eating and drinking. Oh, we don't wear leather shoes on Yom Kippur. A different reason why we don't wear them on Tisha B'av. Tisha B'av is because we're mourning. On Yom Kippur is because we're like angels. Angels don't wear shoes. Now, I want to make it clear because there's a lot of confusion about this. Leather shoes means leather shoes. Anything else that might be leather is permitted on Yom Kippur. You have a leather belt that you wear. You're allowed to wear the leather belt on Yom Kippur. It's only shoes. And one should be mockpid to one should be careful to not wear even shoes that have that are not leather but have a leather stripe on it. Really, really, the shoe can be uh, today. Today, I see the in style is, is all these sneakers that are not leather. They're canvas. They're different styles, so they're easy. They're actually very easy to obtain. And the truth is, if you buy, so what you do, what I do, is I buy a pair for Young Kipper, and it lasts for 50 years because you wear it one day a year. It never, it never, it never wears out. So, so people should be should be. And that's also something that we should teach children not to wear uh, shoes on Young Kipper. Um, ointments. We don't put ointments on our body. We don't smear creams on our body on on Young Kipper. Uh, we don't wash unless we're dirty. Obviously, if your hands get dirty, you're allowed to wash it. Um, now, now, uh, if if there's an issue of cleanliness and health, um, if there's an issue uh, concerned about COVID or whatever, and we feel we have to wash our hands, so Rashad the Paskin by Tishabo that you're allowed to wash your hands. Okay, but that's like being dirty. It's like your hands are dirty. But if not, when you wake up in the morning and you wash Negovasa, you should only wash up to the knuckles. Um, again, if you're dirty, then you're allowed to to wash your hands. So we have a Chilash Sicha. Um, and we spoke about wearing, wearing leather shoes, and, and, and marital relations would not be permitted. Um, in the same vein, uh, if, it, if it's a night of the woman to go to, uh, if it would be the woman's mikvah night, she also would not go on Yom Kippur. She would wait till uh, the, the to the next day. Uh, we, we have we have many different minhagim throughout the day. Uh, just a word or two on davening, and then then we have to stop. <clears throat> there are a number of essential highlights of the davening on Yom Kippur. Um, I haven't looked at yet what we're going to shorten or not. Uh, I'm not up to that yet. Um, now, but but I just want to mention a couple of things. Uh, in the vidui, as we said, the the alchet is obviously an essential part of the davening. Um, the other essential part of the davening in Musab is what's called the avoda, where now now after the base of Migdus was destroyed, so the Gemara tells us that if we recite the, uh, we recite a narration of what used to take place in the base of Mikdash that says, it, Hashem views it as if we are doing it. So because on Yom Kippur was the day that the Kohen Gadol used to go into the Kodesh HaKodeshim and he performed what was known as the Avod and it was a, it was a, a very involved process. He used to have two goats and one away, one on the Mizpeah. Then he used to bring incense into the Holy of Holies, into the Kodesh HaKodeshim. So, sin, so since, all, since all of these things are, um, are, are very important, so the Avodah in Muslim is a very important part of Davening. So really, it should be said very carefully, and, and we hope that since, since the Kohen Gadol can't uh, acquire our atonement because there's no base of Migdash, by saying the Avodah, that becomes a, a, an essential part. 
Uh, everyone knows, of course, the iwa is, is obviously an important, is an additional tefillah that we say, and we and we end the iwa and we say Hashem Elokim seven times, um, and obviously these are these are very essential parts of davening. Anytime we say in davening the Yid Gimomidos Hashem Hashem Kel Rachom Mechanan, that's obviously an essential part of the davening, and a person should say that if he can't stand, he should say that while. While while sitting. Anyway, obviously there's a uh, a lot more to talk about about Yom Kippur. Cannot be accomplished in two two ten or fifteen minute sessions. But those are just some of the important highlights of, of what we need to be aware of. Okay, we can stop here, and in Rish Hashem we will continue again. So next week we'll go on Tuesday and Wednesday night. We'll talk about Sukkot. Um, on Cholamoy the week after we can go on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and we'll talk more about Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres and Simchus Torah. And then uh, Mr. Shem, after Yonta, we'll continue on a regular basis. We'll, we'll pick uh, some good halach topics. Okay, have a good night, everyone. Uh, thank you thank for you. coming on.